your host Dan and that was um, the first song there by uh, a band called The Soft Drugs Uh, interesting name and uh, that tune was called Defending the Paint Uh, I don't know if that's some kind of metaphor or or what exactly that means but uh, maybe if someone knows you can write in and tell me Um, but uh, yeah it's actually uh, kind of links into last week because I I played a song by uh, T.W. Walsh last week and uh, he's a member of that band so um you might recognize the voice on that, so that's how that links in. Uh, it's from their 2006 EP called uh, In In Moderation, uh, which I believe, well, someone told me, at least someone who suggested it, told me that uh, it was released under Creative Commons, but I haven't confirmed that yet. You can certainly download the, the EP um, with all six songs on it from their website for free, and there'll be links in the show notes at ratholeradio.org if you want to download those. Um, now, I should make a bit of a correction, actually, because um, last week when I played that T.W. Walsh track, I, uh, I I said it was a friend of mine, Ian, who'd recommended it to me. Um, turns out it wasn't him, although he did send me a recommendation. That wasn't it. I got an email off him saying, uh, thanks for, for, for the dimension, but uh, that wasn't me. So in the interest of fairness, I don't want to upset um, the person who did recommend it. Uh, so that was actually uh, recommended by Nathan Smith. So uh, thanks to Nathan for that. Uh, and I should also have mentioned, actually, last time, as soon as we're cleaning up uh, leftover business from last time, uh, I should also have mentioned uh, Matt Molyneux and Stephen Ward, who, uh, big thanks to you guys, who sent me recommendations for other tracks for last week. Um, that's uh, I'm always open to recommendations and, and, you know, demos, anything you want if you're in a band. Uh, you can always send those to show, S-H-O-W, at ratholeradio.org, or just go to the website, ratholeradio.org. 
radio.org i'll get it out somehow and uh, you can <laughs> you can uh, send me a message through there so um yeah welcome along everyone this is the third show uh, it's going to be a bit of a different one this time uh, i suppose i should confess really i suppose it's it's cards on the table time um <laughs> Usually, uh, as you'll probably know if you've listened to the other two shows, I, I usually do this live, um, and uh, you know, on a Sunday night, um, every other Sunday at nine o'clock. But um, I'm actually kind of cheating this time because uh, I'm actually not here. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm away uh, in Germany, um, so uh, I couldn't actually do the show live. So what I've done is I've pre-recorded it. So essentially, you could um, almost think of this as the longest answer phone message ever. Or longest answer phone greeting ever. Um, at the end of the show, you'll probably hear a little beep, and then you can leave your message. Then, uh, so uh, in the in the absence of me actually being here, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, play you some songs, and um, I've got plenty of stuff. And we've actually, um, as I said, this is gonna be a different show. Not only for that reason, but also because we've got our first ever guests. Uh, we're, we're we're having guests, so uh, you know. Uh, put the kettle on, go and make yourselves presentable, and uh, we'll have some guests later on uh, in the shape of uh, Professor Click and his, his manager as well, uh, Dan, uh, another guy called Dan, so that could get confusing, uh, who are going to come on and have a chat and we'll play a couple of his tracks and you know he can tell us a bit about them and find out you know all, all about him essentially and, and how he does his stuff. So that'll be fun. Um, I'm going to play another track now by a band called Cabbage, that's Cabbage spelt with a K, K-A-B... K-A-B-B-A-G-E, I should say. Um, I'd never make it on Countdown, would I, with my terrible spelling skills? Uh, yeah, and, and this is a bit of kind of uh, drum and bass almost, and I, I can imagine, I can see it might divide the congregation a little bit here. Some people are probably going to hate it. And I've got a drum and bass, I have to confess, is, is a, a genre or a style that I had a, I've still got quite a strange relationship with, but uh, originally, I mean, when everybody else was going mad about drum and bass when... Uh, Ronnie Size won the uh, won the Mercury Music Prize all those years ago. Ronnie Size and Represent, and of course there were loads of great um, drum and bass acts around at the time, and people going mad on it. I j- I just I've got to confess I di- I didn't get it. I, I I I listened to it. I just couldn't get it. I didn't see why people liked it. It sounded like incredibly speeded up uh, break beats or hip hop beats with um, lots of low sub bass on it and analog synths and stuff and. Uh, yeah, I just didn't get it. But since then, I had a bit of an epiphany a few years ago when someone gave me a um, a CD by um, by Adam Adam F and DJ Fresh, I think it was, uh, which was obviously a drum and bass thing. And I put it on, and I think it was in the car or something like that, or I was doing something anyway. And I put it on, and I listened to about four or five tracks, and it was quite hard, quite heavy drum and bass. And and I just I just stood there and I thought, this is brilliant. I don't know why it suddenly came to me then that it was brilliant, but I don't know, maybe the penny finally dropped, the one that everyone else had got 10 years earlier. Uh, so anyway, I'll uh, I'll quit uh, quit waffling on and uh, I'll play this track now. So this is uh, Cabbage with a, with a track called Breakfast, and I hope you enjoy it.
Yeah, that was Cabbage with uh, Breakfast, a song called Breakfast. That's, uh, yeah, it's it's a, a pretty nice tune. I like that. It's, um, yeah, a bit, of, a bit of drum and bass for you. So that's the first time I've played drum and bass on the show. So probably not the last either. So uh, you better get used to that. But a uh, nice little track there. That's off their uh, 2008 album called Patchwork Soup. And uh, it's a real, it's a really cool album. You know, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's not all drum and bass. There's a lot of stuff like... Um, a lot of stuff like, uh, oh, I don't know, like, you know, electro stuff on there and even some kind of funky, almost hip-hop type stuff. Well worth a listen, I would say. Uh, you can get it on Jumendo. I, I actually got that from Jumendo. Uh, it's free to download. The links will be in the show notes. Don't forget, you can go to ratholeradio.org and get a full track listing and all kinds of extra information uh, about the tracks that I play and where you can find them and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you can all go there and get that. Um, download it for free. Good stuff. So... Um, in the background here, you can you can hear a little bit of uh, a little bit of music there going on in the background. Um, this is a track uh, which I'm going to play for you now. It's quite a long track, um, and it's by a band called Revolution Void, who I also found on Jumendo. Um, you may be <laughs> maybe noticing a pattern here. I find a lot of bands on Jumendo. I, I really recommend it. It's a great service. Um, but uh, they're uh, like a oh, I don't know how you'd describe them. They're kind of like a jazz band, but almost a. Um, a breakbeat jazz band. Uh, they play like a lot of big beats and stuff, and uh, they're very interesting actually. And uh, yeah, lots of nice um, saxophone stuff going on, uh, and uh, some big breakbeats in the background. It's kind of different. I like it. I think you'll probably like it too. And uh, the first appearance of uh, of jazz on the on the show as well. Which I mean, I said I had a strange, I have a strange relationship with drum and bass. It's it's been a kind of on and off relationship. I think it's the same for jazz. I mean, I love lots of jazz. Um, classic jazz stuff but the real kind of experimental jazz you know the really crazy stuff i just can't quite get my head around it uh but this is nice i think you'll enjoy this so uh, i hope you like it
That's uh, Revolution Void there from their 2004 album, Increase the Dosage, and that track was called Head Phonetic. I uh, hope you enjoyed that one. It's uh, That jazz kind of makes me want to talk like all, you know, talk low like this, and mmm, nice, yeah. Good track, though. I, I enjoyed that a lot, so I might play some more of that in the future. As I said, I have a strange relationship with jazz. Um, I mean, I, I, it's, I like some of it, but it's kind of, I'm very selective about it. It's got to be, got to be the right kind of jazz, otherwise I, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I can't handle it. But uh, yeah, the good stuff that I like that. Lots of nice beats in there and stuff. Great band. So um, yeah, as I said, 2004 that album came out. So um, it's quite old now, about you know five years old. Uh, but it's it's on Jumendo. Uh, you can find it on there. You can find links at ratholeradio.org if you want to download the album. It's there for free. Go and get it. Um, it's all Creative Commons, you know. Um, so that's the point of the show: share the music, share the culture, and all that kind of stuff. Um, all and you know hopefully we'll discover some great new music together so um i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna getting ready our guests are gonna be on in a minute um professor click and uh, and dan dan costales his manager uh they're gonna be on after this but i thought i'd change the pace a little bit because we're gonna be playing some kind of electronic music um and there's been a fair bit of electronic music this week so uh obviously with professor click we're going to be playing some of his tracks and talking about them so as a kind of antidote to that or uh i don't know a, a juxtaposition i suppose if that's if that's an appropriate use of the word uh <laughs> i uh i'm gonna play some rock music now uh just just to lead us into that uh before before they arrive and uh it's it's from a band called convey uh and they're they're uh they're a pretty cool band actually i was tipped off to these by uh tim uh from um from manchester free software and all that kind of stuff so thanks to tim for that um as i said if you've got any recommendations if you know if you play music or anything like that i've said this a lot tonight but i'm going to keep hammering the point if you want to send me anything you know please do i want to hear it and if i think it's good you know i'll play it uh so send your emails to uh show s-h-o-w at ratholeradio.org and uh, i look forward to, to hearing from you so this is convey with a with a, a track called chalkboard and uh, it's got a bit of a big big nice meaty riff in it so i hope you enjoy this and we'll be back with uh, professor click after this
Right, uh, now on the show, I'm, I'm very pleased to announce we've got our first ever guest, or should I say guests, because it's plural. Uh, we've got uh, Professor Click, otherwise known as Mike, who I've, I'm assured I can call him Mike and not Professor. <laughs> I've asked him about that. And uh, we've also got Dan, who's his manager, who I have to say, this is going to get confusing because we've got a lot of Dans in here. Uh, <laughs> so I think we should take numbers or something. Or, I don't know. We'll have to work out some scheme so we know who's talking to who. But uh, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure we'll work something out. So how are you doing, fellas? Fantastic. Excellent. So you, you, you guys are in Chicago. How's the, how's the weather today in Chicago? Uh, it's, a, it's a little gloomy today. Uh, still relatively bright. Real nice out, though. I uh, took the subway here and had a nice little walk. So, yeah. All right, cool. First thing I was going to ask you is, um, is well, how did you guys kind of meet? How did you get together? Because, uh, Dan, you're, you're obviously Mike's manager. How did all, how did all that kind of happen? How did you guys get it together? <laughs> well, um, well uh, funny story, I guess. Um, a couple of years ago, I started dating this girl that I met at school, and um, good friend of mine. Good friend of his, still, still good friend of his, of course. Um, and uh, one of our, like, probably like our third or fourth date. Um, she's such good friends with Dan. She like had to introduce me to him, and I kind of had to pass a test. <laughs> and uh, I passed. I passed. I guess. Okay. And, uh, you met my approval. Yeah. Did this test didn't involve being bundled into a van with a bag over your head or anything, did it? <laughs> oh no, no. Though so I was, I, I was uh, worried that that might be the case. I wasn't sure. Right. I decided to forego the kidnapping after I met him. It wasn't needed. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that relationship since ended, and uh, we're still we're still friends. Of course, he became my manager through the whole thing. Uh, mm. One day, I came over to his place and I, I brought him a CD just to, you know, show him that that's what I did. Um, I had not really distributed music online really at all. I mean, I'd send it to friends and stuff. I'd have like CDs or whatever that I'd make for people, but it was, wasn't really distributed, uh, online beyond like MySpace. Um, and I gave Dan a CD and, just right away, things started happening. Uh, made a real simple website, but it was perfect. It, it did everything we needed it to do. One day, he's like, "Hey, I put you up on this website called Gemendo," and I was like, "All right, <laughs> kind of." What the hell's Gemendo? Yeah, I just kind of figured it was just you know some other MySpace like music website, whatever. I was so wrong. I was <laughs> holy crap, was I wrong? Um, he yeah he put me up on Gemendo puts me up on everything shows me the whole thing uh, as far as uh, the internet's concerned and uh, everything I learn about that Creative Commons told me about that mm. yeah he's just so he he was uh, he's my window to the world <laughs> but yeah I mean it pretty much just started as hey Dan hey Dan I've uh, I've got a CD for you you should listen to this oh, and uh, then I had a few people over we had a little dance party I was hooked. I fell in love with his music and just basically decided I want this guy to be everywhere and doing what we can to do that ever since. <laughs> That's good. So, so how, how do you think um, using the internet has helped you then? Because obviously you mentioned Jumendo and the whole Creative Commons thing. How does how does that work in? Is, is Creative Commons an important thing to you, uh, being able to you know spread the music and share it and stuff? It, it is now. I mean, I'll be honest. When, when I uh, first put his music up online, I pretty much had no idea anything about Creative Commons. Um, I mean, I, fo I found this website, Jamendo, and I said, you know what, this, this would be good. You know, he wants to give his music away. He wants everybody to hear it, to hear it. So mm. let's put it up here and see what happens. And, you know, searching through that site, found a bunch of other artists that were doing the same thing. Um, started, you know, finding out more and more about Creative Commons and what it means and what it means for artists and, and for, for fans and for people who want to listen. And, um, you know, just as time has gone on, yeah, yeah, Creative Commons has become just more and more important. It's 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 great. It's wonderful for everybody. Cool. But it's, it's vital. It's vital. It is the life. It's the life's blood. It's why we're talking. So. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in fact, it is because I, I can say. I mean, the first thing, the first time I came across your music was on Jumendo, as I think I was listening to. Uh, they have tracks of the week or something like I don't know exactly what it was, but one of these things where they pick a selection of tracks. And one of the tracks was a track from uh, Guns Blazing, I think it was. And, uh, and when it came on, I thought, wow, this is really interesting. And then I went off to look at the album and all kind of snowballed from there, I suppose. So it's really good exposure to be able to um, link into that community, I think, and use their um, promotional tools and stuff. Um, and also remixes as well. Have you had anyone doing remixes or anything of your stuff through the Creative Commons licenses? 
Um, we, we tried that a little bit. Uh, up on my website, Dan put up uh, a little remix area where there's uh, tracks. There's all the tracks for two songs. One of them is just like a like that piano track, Ambition, and then the other is Plastic and Flashing Lights, and uh, which is my favorite. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's a good. That's probably a good one to give folks. Um, mm. We actually, I actually do. I, there is a, a, a small Professor Click remix available. There's a guy that we know uh, who is from Illinois. Mm. He's got a website called Nodes FM. Uh, it's also like a Creative Commons uh, music distribution website. It's really well put together and uh, got to know him. He put all my stuff up on there and um, he got really excited when we had the remix stuff available. So, yeah, if you go to Nodes, N-O-D-E-E-S dot F-M, mm. you can look for uh, Eric Nomich, N-O-M-I-T-C-H, <laughs> and uh, he's got, it's called a Purple Click. And it's 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 pretty cool. He's, he's he's done he's done a couple of mixes and mashups, yeah. Yeah. So I think cool. there's I think there's two uh two that he did of Professor Click and uh yeah, more more so than the remixes though, there's we've seen a lot of a lot of videos that people have done. Yeah. Tons of videos. Yeah. Videos that, uh, you know, every couple of weeks I'll just hop on the internet and do a search and I'll find a new video that I had never seen before or, or heard of this person before and it'll be a fantastic video of one of his songs and it just I'm sure it's an honor to him. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, a guy named uh, Harold Walker, who was at the, the Cologne Commons Festival, he, he took some pictures there. He did a video for Trip Home, which was on the last album, and I was really, really, really impressed. Like, it's really good, and it totally fits the song, and it's just, it's great to be able to see that people are eating it up and not only enjoying it, but creative people feel like they can incorporate this into their passion, and that's that's a huge pat on the back. Like, there's no amount of money that that can replace that. That that feeling is uh, really incredible. Yeah, definitely. I actually watched that video today, and uh, I thought it was really amazingly done. Um, you know, with the trains and the looking through the window of the train and all that kind of stuff. It reminded me a bit of something you might see in um, I don't know, like a DJ Shadow video or maybe Brain Freeze or something like that. It kind of gives that vibe, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for with the song, actually. So, oh, well, there you go then. <laughs> and we didn't rehearse this beforehand, <laughs> just for everyone yeah, listening. No, no, that was yeah, purely I, coincidental. I, I, totally honest. Yeah, totally it's honest. Not, not prompting me to say that. Uh, no, good stuff. So, uh, one thing I should ask you is since we're talking about other artists, who, who are your main kind of influences then? Who do you, who do you listen to? And, and is there anyone you try and emulate or, or anything like that? Um, yeah, all it is, is is emulation. I think that kind of rings true for just about everybody. I mean, you got to hear something in order to get that idea. Like, Hey, I want to do this. Um, mm. you mentioned DJ shadow. That was a big one, uh, way back, like, you know, probably six, seven years ago, I found out about the DJ shadow, mm. DJ Clush, DJ cam, huge into, uh, the prodigy. Uh, I, I own every single chemical brothers album, uh, fat boy slim. And then some of the new, like uh, some of the newer uh, French electro acts have, have really been starting to uh, mm. pique my interest, like uh, Kavinsky and Sebastian, Justice, of course. Uh, yeah, there's 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 plenty of great stuff out there. Um, this could probably go on for a couple of hours. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how much time you got? Like, yeah. Well, one thing I picked up was probably when I first heard some of the tracks on Guns Blazing, I, I had a bit of a um, a flash to something like Propeller Heads. I don't know if you've listened to Propeller Heads. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of tracks on there. I thought, this is a bit like Propeller Heads. This is, this is cool. And maybe uh, some of the more industrial ones are a bit like uh, Crystal Method or something like that, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Crystal Method is actually one of my favorites from when I was a kid. My mom actually... Got me into Crystal Method. <laughs> That's uh, pretty cool. That often. Yeah, no, she got me into Crystal Method and Prodigy. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. And a few, a few more too, like some '80s pop acts. Like when I was a little kid, she used to bump some like Dead or Alive and Yaz, <laughs> York yeah. stuff. So I mean, it was, it was, it was really cool. And then my favorite label of all time. I always have to say this: Ninja Tune. If yeah. someone from and here's this i really that's that's like my goal that's if i am on ninja tune i have beat the game i i'm done i that yeah just yeah great a great label to me so yeah and uh, i noticed you mentioned warp records as well i mean they're they're obviously a big they're quite big over here in bristol and a few other places uh, in the uk a lot of artists like Aphex twin and people like that and um, they're, they're probably another one that you could look at maybe you know why not? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I have. I actually have a jacket with the Apex Twin logo uh, spray painted <laughs> back of it. Cool. Um, 
a huge, huge Apex Twin fan, Square Pusher, Boards of Canada, Loop Viber, all those guys. Sounds good. Well, I think we should play a track and then come back and have a little bit of a chat. But um, the track we're going to play is uh, one you've picked called Ambition. So um, anything you want to tell us about this before I play it? Uh, where it came from or, you know, what, what kind of influenced you? That, uh, that, that track is actually, it's a song that I'm like playing to my wishes of, of uh, getting this out there and doing what I want. Like if, if there was a girl that was my ambition, this is the track for her. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Well, I think we should have a quick listen to that then, and then uh, we'll be back in a minute. All right, sounds great. stuff so that's uh, professor click there with ambition and uh, the guys are still with me here now so was that you playing the piano on that i have to ask because uh, some nice piano playing going on there well thank you uh yeah that is, that is me uh 100 um those those sounds of the cars passing were recorded at the gas station that i used to work at oh. uh, i worked at a gas station for about four years at a car wash too and um on days that it was slow between like five and seven o'clock at night it would just be totally dead and I'd be sitting uh, in the back and I'd be hearing traffic passing on 53 and I'd just sit there and get lost and just <laughs> thinking and daydreaming about stuff and so I figured you know I should record that because that's that's a sound that means a lot to me because mm. I've spent so much time just you know in this like meditative just sitting there and thinking about stuff mm. and uh, sometimes like I'll get real bummed out and uh, wonder if, if you know if this is all for nothing, and uh, you know, if what what am I even doing, and what have you? But there's always that like little part in you that like wants to cheer up that side, you know. So I I came home, 
and cue up a piano patch and hit record and just play that in one take. I was feeling particularly melancholy, as, as I'm sure you can tell. And, yeah, there's a, uh, it's got a bit of a bluesy feel to the, to the piano licks there, I noticed. That kind of getting it out, um, that's how I make just about everything. It's just all just capturing different moods and things that affect me and what have you, which is why I, I did so much field recording. Because, I mean, when you're a musician, you start to listen to, like, everything. Like, everything kind of becomes your instrument, especially, like, an electronic music. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... That's why, and that's why I got the H4, and that's why I started recording everything. And that was the basis of pretty much the the last album was just a day in the life of Mike Else, and you know what of what affects him, and, and just yeah. So uh, I I was going to ask you actually some kind of music geek questions, being a bit of a, a muso myself. So what kind of stuff do you use when you when you're recording? Then I think you mentioned mostly using patches on a computer. Is that all like computer stuff? Is that what you do mostly, or do you use outboard gear as well, or how does it work? Um, it's- as far as uh, like playing, performing, uh, sequencing, anything that isn't uh, like ambient sound, like recorded, like field sound, stuff like that, mm. just about is uh, drum samples that I'll find. My roommate is a DJ, and so he's got so much vinyl and so many breaks, and he'll show me a lot of stuff. Um, he showed me the break for Plastic and Flashing Lights, that opening break. Um, mm. Which is why I had him cut it up on the album for me, so that I could, you know, kind of give him a pat on the back for that one. But other than that, it's all it's all internal, all on my little Toshiba PC laptop. Um, the Sega Genesis laptop. It is a Sega. It looks like a Sega Genesis, which really attracts <laughs> attracts me to it. Um, yeah. For the longest time, when I was in like middle, like yeah, it was in middle school, like sixth grade. Um, a friend of mine gave me a copy of Acid 1.0. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been before they even had like Acid Pro. I think there there was like just one program and that was it. Mm. And I started using that and was making music on that uh, when we first got a PC. And I had my little Pentium 2 Dell was white. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just kept following the Acid series. I used that. Like I, I was using just loops and stuff initially just to, you know, mess around and figure out how it worked. And then yeah. I got a copy of Rebirth one year for yeah, uh, Christmas. Started using that. And then I found out about Fruity Loops and started using that. <laughs> and that was, that made up um, my first two albums. Uh, the only outboard gear I think I've ever really used was, I got a, a Moog Rogue sitting in my room. It's Dusty, it doesn't work anymore, really. It's not really functional. I need to get it, like, fixed. But my brother gave that to me because um, he didn't know how to use it. He thought it was broken because it only played one note at a time. <laughs> um, He's a demanding a demanding user, then, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, that's, and that, that using that piece of equipment, actually, that, that little synthesizer taught me everything I know about analog modeling and stuff. But uh, yeah. now I use Reason. Pretty dominantly, I'll rewire that into Acid. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll just uh, encode loops and stuff because it's nice to work in Acid with mm. uh, like straight audio files because you get to you get to cut it up in ways that you couldn't if it was just like being rendered in real time. Mm. Um, FL Studio, uh, that's exactly how I use it. Uh, my best sequenced riffs come from FL Studio. The piano roll in FL Studio is un un beaten by anything I've ever seen before. The yeah. way you can articulate and compose so crazy in, in there is, is just fantastic. And even in finding reason and how powerful that is, I still think that uh, FL Studio kind of takes the cake as far as that's concerned. But, uh, and then I'll use SoundForge for editing and mastering. I'll use Recycle for cutting uh, samples to use in reason. Mm. And I use reason exclusively live right now. Uh, to play patches and stuff, I'll I'll queue up uh, different instruments on different channels on different pieces of MIDI equipment. I've got uh, three pieces of MIDI equipment up there with me at all times. I've got an Axiom 61, an Axiom 25, and a core pad control on my PC. Um, that's about to change, though, because probably next week I'm going to pick up uh, Akai just came out with this piece called the APC40, yeah. and it's the live controller for uh, Ableton Live. So Yeah, I was going to ask about Ableton. I was going to say, do you, do you use that? Because that's really popular, I know, with guy, with producers like the Dust Brothers and a lot of those kind of guys. I know they really love Ableton, but I've never quite got to grips with it myself. It's, it's, I do have it. Um, it's really, really powerful, and it is so meant 
for like live production. Like it is mm. the closest thing I've ever seen to being able to manipulate um, the composition of a track to be able to perform that rather than like just hitting samples or, or playing uh, synth patches and stuff like that, which I'll still do. But um, to be able to, you know, tap out a tempo, when I play live, uh, I play with my roommate, the DJ, uh, Mr. Thick, and any Professor Click show you ever see, he's up there with me. Um, we kind of treat it like a DJ MC kind of thing, like a hip hop yeah. approach, but instead of me rapping, I'm just playing over the track and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. A relatively simple situation we've got overall, but it's about to get a lot more complicated and hopefully a lot cooler. Be a lot of fun. Lots of fun, yeah. Yeah. So is that something you've you've got into more recently, playing live? Because I, I saw some pictures of you with your uh, lab coat on there on, on the website doing the live <laughs> shows. Is That's a really great look. I think you should stick with that. Possibly some hazard goggles as well, or, you know, take Actually, the whole professor thing. Yeah, he's got he's got a full-body <laughs> jumpsuit um, wow. that he'll wear sometimes. I've got a lab coat uh, that doesn't fit me quite the way I wanted it to. <laughs> It kind of looks like a pillowcase on me. Uh, well, maybe when you when you make it, you can get someone to tailor you a, a lab coat. <laughs> get you to, yeah, yeah, get no, I would, I would wear like a full length, sweet fitted, yeah, lab coat. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, we've been we've been playing shows uh, ever since I moved downtown. Once I finished up at community college and I came out here to Columbia, my roommate and I we got a place together, and uh, we were, had been talking about doing shows. We had done one show a couple of months prior to us moving in October for the CD release party of uh, uh, Scientific Method Volume 2. And I called him up and was like, hey, I've got this place. I've got time. You want to come out and help me play? And he was like, sure. And uh, we didn't practice at all because (laughs) he he showed up to the show from driving from Indiana. Wow. And we just kind of threw down and saw what happened and uh and it, it worked it, it went okay i mean it, it could have gone a lot better but we 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 had a general idea as to how uh we were going to do it and since then we've been playing shows we've played like eight shows so far mm. in the last six months and uh each time it's it's a little bit different we're always trying to uh, iron out like the right approach and it's it's still in such a fetal stage that um we kind of don't know what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you get that with most live acts, as far as, far as I see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Especially jazz acts. <laughs> they make it up as they go along. I mean, I don't know. It gets it gets confusing at times, but sometimes, like, we'll we'll just hit it, and uh, there's still like since since I'm just like playing, you know, an instrument ultimately, and he's got his tables, and there's a very organic way of just mm-hmm. kind of pressing play but cutting it out and stuff like that. Like since it's all done uh, by hand, mm. there's a sense of musicianship there, which mm. is something I really wanted to keep around because that's my, that's my big complaint with uh, electronic live acts. Like when I see someone just with like a laptop and a mixer, that yeah. kind of upsets me. Um, or like when Square Pusher goes on stage and starts reading the newspaper and hits play. Yeah, that, <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's just, although well, Square Pusher can get away with it. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's face it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shake the stick at that guy. But no, uh, he plays a pretty mean bass guitar as well. Yeah, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah, he doesn't need need to prove anything to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 trying to redefine the terms as far as doing a live show with electronic music, and we're trying to keep it as raw and gritty and funky as possible, and uh, keeping people dancing. And uh, we we drop the heaviest stuff, uh, mostly from Guns Blaze and a couple tracks from Scientific Method, and then. Uh, intermittently, we'll drop random funk tracks like BT Express or Rose Royce or something like that, oh, just to keep the people moving. So, so um, I, I've got a quick question for Dan. Seeing as I don't want you to feel too left out, but uh, I was wanting to ask you, <laughs> seeing as you're you're the manager in this situation, are you in a, in a Colonel Tom Parker kind of thing? Have you got a? Uh, do you have a cowboy hat or any plans for that in future? I, I do have a cowboy hat. Well, there you go. Uh, I, actually, I, I wear it almost every single day. I've had it for a couple of years and. There's a guy uh, at the pub last night that wanted to buy my hat for a hundred bucks. <laughs> wow! And I wouldn't sell it to him, but he ended up buying me drinks anyway, so that was a good time. And um, he didn't steal your hat when he got he you drunk. Didn't steal my hat, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up getting a few drinks out of it, and uh, so that was fun. Um, but I do have a cowboy hat, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm not so much your, your typical typical manager, so to speak. I uh, I just. Uh, you know, I do what I can to, to get his music out there. And, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't really enjoy his music, which is, mm. I mean, how 
we hooked up and how everything started. Um, I mean, I'm really just an overexcited fan if you break it down, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but effectively does the job. Man. Like he, like he didn't ask me if he could be my manager. He just started doing this and I started calling him my manager. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's how, much. that's how that works. So really great talking to you guys uh, a lot of fun i've decided uh, while we were chatting there since you mentioned that uh, dan's favorite track is plastic and flashing lights we'll play that one to, to finish off soon as uh, so you both kind of got a pick <laughs> if you like so it's a bit, you feel a bit you yeah so um if you ever want to come over to the uk you know do some shows over here that'd be brilliant and uh, let us know if you if you're coming over here we'll we'd love to see, speak to you again um best of luck with everything in future i think i think you've got a, a, a big future i think there's going to be some some good things happening. I don't think you need to worry about that. So um, we should finish off with this. So I reckon we should get we should get you, Mike, to introduce this track since it's your track. So do you want to say, uh, you know, here? Do you want to introduce the track and then I'll I'll kick it off? Sure. Um, I would just like to say though, uh, it is definitely in in the plans for me to cross the pond and get Excellent. over to the UK, France, Germany, because that's that's where the following is. Yeah, Germany's big electro country as well. Germany's huge and France, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, I was born at the right time, but in the wrong place. <laughs> I, I get the feeling sometimes. Um, so yeah, I will see you soon. Cool. I promise. I, I'm gonna make it over there. I really need to. Um, uh, with that being said, plastic and flashing lights. Uh, that was about a four or five month endeavor. Uh, mm. You know, would start it up and uh, leave it alone for a little bit. Get back to it. I don't know. It just. Uh, it was at a time. I started making that track at a time where I was finishing up uh, at uh, community college and I knew like what was going to happen with uh, moving out and going to school and uh, really kind of embodies that feeling. Um, every, it was a really heavily layered track, lots of, lots and lots of stuff going on, lots of uh, remastering samples and uh, loops and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, lots of sequencing. Did a lot of playing by hand. It, it, it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good example of everything I do all together, with the exception of field recording. Although that sample that you hear at the beginning, that was actually recorded through the H4. So cool. So yeah, that's uh, that's plastic and flashing lights, and it's uh, it's been a, a big a big uh, fan favorite, which I'm glad. Um, we always drop it live at uh, shows, mm. and it's one of my favorites to play because it's not too fast. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps especially if you're warming up for a show or something you want to ease yourself in don't you? yeah. sounds good so let's have a listen to that then thanks very much for joining us guys uh, have, have a nice evening <laughs>
That's Professor Click with uh, Plastic and Flashing Lights. Big thanks to uh, Dan and uh, and Mike, aka Professor Click, for uh, for joining us uh, tonight. I had great fun, great talking to those guys. Um, nice guys. I wish them all the best in the future. I'm sure we'll hear from them again. So uh, moving on, then it's it's probably time I should think about wrapping it up. Um, it's been a it's been a different show tonight. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. So um, I wanted to kind of talk to you before we leave uh, about a, a news story that, well, as I'm recording this, came out today uh, about uh, a woman in America who's been fined, uh, who's been fined 1.9 million dollars for file sharing. Um, now you know you might think, oh well, that's reasonable. She might have been, I don't know, running some huge pirate network or something. But um, it turns out that she was actually she's actually convicted of sharing twenty four songs. That's not two hundred and forty thousand. It's not even two hundred and forty. That's twenty four songs, and uh, apparently a fair rep- a fair a fair amount of money to be fined for that is one point nine million dollars. Now, all right, everyone knows my position on this kind of thing, but I mean, I think even the most staunch copyright. Uh, defender and and you know defender of the traditional music industry would have to say how the hell can that be right 1.9 million dollars i'll put a link in the show notes there was a uh, write-up on the bbc news website which you can check out so if you head to the show notes at ratholeradio.org you can find out the details there so anyway let's hope uh, the likes of lars ulrich and britney spears and all that obviously need that 1.9 million dollars a lot more than this uh, mother of four from uh, from america so yeah moving on um so thanks for listening. Um, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and um, I'm going to finish with a song uh, in light of that news story. Uh, which, if you if you if you have a sensitive, um, I don't know, sensitive nature, and you, you're easily offended by swearing and stuff, I advise you to turn off now because this song is just full of it. Um, <laughs> a song that I wasn't actually going to play, but uh, I hadn't planned to play. It, but then I saw this story, news story, and I thought I've I've got to play this. So uh, I'm going to finish off with a song by a band called Futuristic Sex Robots, and it's a bit of kind of nerdcore rap. If you haven't heard about nerdcore, uh, I only discovered it relatively recently, about a year ago, when somebody uh, somebody told me about it. It's essentially it's, it's like geeks uh, doing gangster rap, <laughs> and uh, it sounds like it wouldn't work, but believe me, it, a lot of it does. There's some really good nerdcore stuff out there, and uh, this song's called "Fuck the MPAA." And, uh, yeah, I think that's a sentiment I can get behind right now. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, don't forget, the next next live show, um, I, I just, I, next time I'll actually get a chance to do this show live, will be Sunday the 12th of July uh, at 9pm. If you go to ratholeradio.org slash live, you can find it there. That's 9pm UK time, I should say that. Typical British person, I only ever think about what time it is here. But if you're in other parts of the world, that's 9pm UK time. So I'm afraid you'll have to work out when that is for you but um hopefully i hope it's a decent time and you can join me so uh, enjoy this tune and uh, i'll catch you in two weeks take care everyone see you later
Don't forget to leave a message after the tone. Thanks. <laughs> 